What is up, people? It is Dave. It is Duncan. Back from Mel. I pointed behind me there. He's over there. I'm that way. Wait. Um, <laughs> it's not just sitting in your window. Uh, welcome back to another album review. Um, for this review, Duncan and I have been checking out the new album from progressive sludge duo Radiant Knife. The band's new album Pressure will be released on July 14th. Yeah. Um, not to be confused with the Skindred Banger Pressure. Uh, different <laughs> song. That is a banger though. That is a banger. Um, emerging from the swamp-ridden landscape of South Louisiana, Radiant Knife features Greg Trabassos on drums and Stephen Shepard at the helm of guitar, synths and vocals. The band's critically lauded The Ghost EP, the second in a two-part EP released in 2020, rose from the post-metal roots with ethereal vibes that embraced space. This year's pressure is a crusty-eyed gaze into the crushing weight of the modern world with the energy of each song progressing to the ultimate exhale and final track, Demon Legs. Pressure is all about the riff, with metal-focused production, breakneck time changes and a fast-paced delivery that would satiate any botch fan. While not every song deals with it, a lot of the album's lyrics centre around being sold on the American dream, but also realising it's oftentimes used as a thin veil to cloak a dubious system entity aimed at bleeding you dry, even after death. A lot of pressure comes with that, and a means of dealing with it could be taking a nihilistic mindset as expressed in the song Give Yourself Away, or trying to outrun the rat race as expressed in the aforementioned song Demon Legs. Pressure was self-recorded, Fucking hell. Jesus Christ. Talented bastards. Eh? One, you get one thing, guy that plays 17 instruments and does vocals. You get one thing you're supposed to be good at. Yep. One thing. Not no, fucking not these guys. Uh, Recorded early 2022 at the band's home studio, Starless Sound. And if that wasn't enough, the guys are thinking to themselves, how can we make this album sexier? Oh, I'll tell you how we get Brad Boatwright in to master it. Oof. We love you, Brad. Brad Boatwright at it again making shit sexy that's how I like it um, so um, another duo Duggan you know how I love a duo you know I'll be honest with you I think that we wasted every every week there's a revelation of we when wasted we were in a band doing uh, I think we wasted many years in a band trying to find like superf- yeah. superfluous people to be involved with what clearly was the greatest creative vision ever which was me and you we yeah. didn't need guitar well we technically didn't need guitars, <laughs> but you could have played guitar i can't I guitar. um and and technically you played bass as well i didn't yeah. play bass. so you would have done everything right <laughs> and then i would have made it sexy i would have been the brad boatwright in this yeah except doing vocals yeah i mean i could have, i could have lived with that but there was yeah there's a whole host of of kind of duos just like <laughs> it shouldn't work as well as it does. Let's put it that way. The, 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 usually the equation is like more equals better mm. when it comes no. to bands because you get more creative juices and ideas. Surprisingly, that's been pretty much disproved yeah. consistently, almost week on week now, Dave. Yeah. So I just like there's just something so like tightly integrated about it that the chemistry between a duo is just. It's really apparent, I think, in a lot yeah. of releases. We, we heard it on Tankzilla just recently, um, and these guys also have it in spades. Um, and even though, like, the genre that they, these guys are covering is has like a like a certain kind of fluidity to it. Yeah. Um, especially like the way that Radiant Knife incorporate those kind of progressive elements, but they sh- they show that it can still be super tight. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I think I think that's a huge strength on this release. Um, well, what I love about it is it's a it's a kind of doomy. Well, it's got doomy riffs, but it's kind of sludgy. It's like it's kind of that kind of sludgy tone, yeah. which is not necessarily known for pre- uh, precision. Mm. Um, but and he will lull you in with mm-hmm. these kind of big kind of fucking headbanging grooves, and then out of nowhere. Like a very very tight double bass section will oh. kick in just lo- like really really well placed flurries with the guitar mm. for just stabs throughout the tracks yeah. and it yeah. hyper focuses everything up breaks yeah. up the tracks as well mm. and um, I, I, my on my first listen I was like I wish they'd done it more but having sat with the album now for about a week I actually think it's the perfect use mm. on its entirety they don't overplay that at all to the point where it becomes like a lamb of god. Mm. You know, the thing where like you 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 know every single song is going to have the bass pedal thing with the guitar playing and thing yeah. like that, and that's just their signature. Mm. It's it's kind of like a it's like a hidden signature of the band. Mm. So as for when they're the the you know withdrawing the fancy money, they, you know, <laughs> they, they put the the hidden signature of the the double bass and the guitar work. Yeah. It's um it's surprising because it, this is quite dense in terms of mm. what's going on musically. And once again, I suppose because they're a duo, it does afford them the opportunity. You get this with a lot of duos where the vocals aren't the prominent instrument yep. here. Yep. Um, and they're quite happy to sit for four or five minutes just kind of laying something up for one big shout to close out a song. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah I think I think the, the attention to detail here is, is great. Like, I think it's got that, like, kind of mastodon level... Um, yep of kind of like we've we've painstakingly put these tracks together to make sure they give you all the elements of a, of a good song but we've also made sure there's detail and there's depth to really kind of lift them at that that next level and you can get that like from the start of this album like the riffs on uh, slumber are just like twisting and turning and they've got like a, a technicality that, that just keeps you wondering like where where is this going to kind of go next um, and they're they're really good at that. Like the the riffs are always really engaging. Um, they, the album constantly kind of drives forward. Real, some really unique chord choices as well, which mm-hmm. I love to throw that in the mix. Some nice like kind of discordant melody. Um, it's, as you said, it's got that kind of sludge foundation, but it's those little kind of embellishments and the chords. It's the prog in them. To yeah, be honest, the progressive yeah. riffs. Yeah, I've just the way you yeah. said that. They really kind of grab your attention. Um, and the same. Same can be said for the for the drumming as well. I I could listen to this guy play drums. It's really good all day. Like <laughs> it's all feel. Is, you know what I mean? It's like yeah, literally definitely. all feel all the way through it. And I think he makes great use of space. Yeah, like he knows it. Like, like we mentioned earlier on with those double bass flurries in particular. Some of the fills are purely born out of this would be a good place to put it. Yeah, which like I I, I kind of like. You know yeah, what I mean? I, I think that. it's like I'm all about like some especially in this genre. It should be more about feel. I think that's what yeah. sells tracks. You mm-hmm. know, is the extra little lip at the end of a of a guitar riff. The you know the extra note you add in a melody. But at times, it's the space that you can fill without showing how incredibly talented <laughs> you are as a drummer. But using it smartly to the point where yeah. you get it. Yeah. But it's not overbearing. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's balanced it out like perfectly on this. Like he knows when he can just kind of sit in the groove or sit in the pocket. But he's, as you said, he's got those like little creative fills, the little accents to give the the tracks more punch. And I agree, his footwork is awesome. Like I loved, I think it was, was it "Give Yourself Away." I think was yeah. the track where it's got the little kind of bass drum rolls, um, and, and the way he kind of accents the riffs with the bass drum is really clever. Um, and it, it gives those progressive parts more kind of 
um, kind of impact rhythmically. Um, I want to just kind of touch on the vocals though, because I don't know about you, uh, but I got this kind of like a merge of like, uh, like kind of like John from Conan. Yeah. Um, with a bit of like Tuscar in there, a little bit. There's a bit of Mastodon as well, but I think I felt really felt like he's uh, Stephen's register was very similar to John from Conan's. He's got that kind of like higher kind of register. Um, the the chants on as it goes samurai, I thought yes. they were very like Conan esque sounding. Um, but they've also it's also similar in the production as well. The way they've used a lot of the reverb on the vocals, um, and the kind of lower part of his, his voice, I get that kind of mastodon or kind of Tuscar kind of kind of vibe and the um, and and this kind of tone. But it's, it's a great blend. Um, as you said though, it's not an album that's dominated by vocals. Um, no, they, no. They, they clearly have a love, a, a love for the riff. Um, because there are large portions of these tracks that don't have any vocals on them at all. Um, so I felt like they, they used them just in the places that this kind of needed it, you know, that mm -hmm. bit, bit, bit of elevation, um, rather than having them kind of constant um, throughout the tracks. Again, Conan do a bit of that as well, actually. Um, there are kind of large parts of those tracks where it's just all riffs. Um, I think it's, like, it's atmosphere. Yeah. You know, it like adds, sure. adds a level of atmosphere to the music, which... Sludge by its nature, prog as well. To be honest with you, sludge and prog are, are are like predominantly not necessarily genres that focus specifically on what vocalists are doing. It's musical precision. Uh, the vocalists in those bands mm. tend to add like a, like the the vocal itself is treated like an instrument, and as yeah. a result, it doesn't necessarily need to be all the way right through it. Yeah. Where conventional metal bands are, you know, you're predominantly focused on what the front man is doing for most of the performance yeah um i agree like on on this album you, you mentioned slumber you get a great feel of it and ghost samurai is like very kind of sparse when it comes to the like the vocals overall uh, phil collins was right which i don't know if he was but we'll agree <laughs> with the band because it was the right album um phil collins was right is the first one where the prog like, takes kind of front and center yeah. Um, everything is underpinned with synths like everything oh, yeah. has this lifting motion all the way through and those kind of John Conan-esque and I would also argue guy whose name I can't remember from fucking Mastodon uh, did with the tattoo yeah. on the side of his head he does a higher register yeah. as well and it kind of felt like a, like a Brindlefly version of that but you get these really high like vocals but once again I think they repeat like the same kind of verse chorus and then there's a huge gap, then it's a verse chorus, and then it's a huge gap, and then it's closed. Yeah. Um, but that track, like, is so cleverly done because it completely breaks the album up right after track two. Mm. So it, once again, any predisposition you had to, oh, well, it sounds like this band, this band, and this band, Phil Collins was right, comes in kind of like a wrecking ball and knocks over. Yeah. And then you get, from that track, almost through the next two or three songs, is this... The prog takes more of the center ground mm. with the sludge, like you see, underpinning everything in the background yep. until you come off um, Mortals and into uh, track seven, um, which name escapes me. Uh, when you kick into that, that's when the sludge element starts to come back over the top again. Mm. So actually, it's an album that feels at times like any very friendly war with itself over what genre is taking the predominant feature. Mm. But if anything, that just makes a much more balanced sounding album. Yeah. 
and a much more interesting listen. Like the through lines are great because you they never like hard stop and then you get something that seems like left field. Yeah. They've kind of transitioned it smartly in the track before. So mm-hmm. when the next track comes in, you're kind of predisposed to go, all right, well, this is not sludge driven, but you know, the synth works kind of like what was in the song before. So yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Um, and that's it's smart. It's, it's been well put together as a, a very long way of saying that, but yeah. uh, worth it, I think, because the band will be like, this guy, this 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 young Scottish guy, question marks on the, the young, uh, he gets it. Yeah. Look at him. <laughs> yeah, the other, the other thing is the, the other thing that kind of caught my attention was the track lengths on the album. Mm. They're not crazy long. Um, there's maybe, most tracks are between kind of three and four minutes, which I thought was kind of surprising for the style, um, especially with the kind of progressive elements they use. They kind of get in and get out fairly quickly, um, but they they keep it varied um, in tempo and rhythm, so it never feels like it's kind of repeating itself. Um, My only thing is I think that sometimes feels like a double-edged sword to me because I feel like some of those tracks might have benefited from hearing certain sections again or holding on them for slightly longer. Um, it's difficult, isn't it? Because you can yeah. imagine what it sounds like in your head, but because you can't hear it, you don't know if it would actually work on the album. Well, I went back and I listened to some of their older stuff. Um, was it longer? Yeah, so like ah, if you go right. back to like their, they've got a 2018 album. Um, a lot of the songs, I mean, the songs range from like four and nine minutes on that album, and they oh, are right. the yeah, songs yeah. are kind of longer than this. Um, I kind of preferred that longer form, personally. Um, yep. I feel like maybe it was just it, it gave you a chance to, for the track to become even more memorable when they're, when they're repeating sections or holding them on holding on to them for a little bit longer um, they do do that on this album though I think like songs like Bill Collins Was Right is a great example of when everything comes together um, it has the big moments in the riffs it's got the vocals it's also got um, a more kind of repetitive structure so yep. it had more kind of staying power for me um, same can be said for um, Sunsets from Space um, which Aside from having like some fucking mammoth riffs on it, like <laughs> fuck me, um, it felt more rewarding. It felt like it had the right amount yeah. of everything. Um, I, I, I need to mention this production because the fact they've done this themselves, they've captured the sound, self-recorded. Yeah. It sounds like this is just kind of mind blowing. Um, is that? Is that? And, and obviously they've they've handed it off to the right guy. Like yeah. like like Brad's going to make anything you do sound infinitely better anyway. But uh, like you, there's only so much polishing of a turd you can do. If you know what I mean, you hand them something bad. Yeah, it's going to make it sound less bad. It's probably yeah. sound bad. Um, yes, I, I think what was really interesting about this one. It's something I talk about a lot as someone who played keys. Mm. Uh, it's difficult if that's not your instrument, like your main instrument, your main focus, to get a balance on that. A lot of people will either put it too high in the mix or too low in the mix. Mm. It is perfectly placed on this. Yeah, It raises everything at occasion. It takes a bit more of a focal thing, but it never at any point feels like someone's fucking around with faders. Mm. It always just sits nice behind things, does its job really, 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 really well. Yeah, The result of that you're never distracted of the core work on the the guitars in particular and that drum mm. and the drumming is so crisp mm. so so like lush to listen to that i've seen bands before be like we, we need keyboards in this track and they hit a sound and it's just like pew <laughs> well that's all i can hear now yeah 
Um, <laughs> it's not easy. It really, really, really isn't. And I think that takes... That almost, like, on some level, is less ego and more song-driven. That's yeah. someone sitting down, removing themselves completely from the track, mm. and then listening to it as a, as a whole and saying, right, a little bit more of this, a little bit less of that. Yeah. So, yeah, like, you... I, it's, I was expecting... I never read the press. There's my disclaimer. I'll say it probably another three times tonight. Uh, I never read the press, so I didn't know they were a duo, so that's kind of floored me. And then to hear that they did it themselves is... Yeah, it just adds so much more respect for me. You know what I yeah. mean? Like those details where, like, clearly great songwriters, clearly great musicians, mm. but um, they've taken ownership over everything, and yeah. um, you don't have to compromise when you do that. No, not at all. And the, like, if you listen to the previous releases, the production's fucking awesome on those albums as well. Um, well, it but, seems like they have their own studio, from yeah, what you were saying. Yeah, it so does. Yeah, maybe um, have a background in that, and I think that, so. I imagine that helps. Yeah, it does because this sounds fucking unbelievable. Like the the drums are just thunderous on this album. The guitar tone is just really like full of weight, um, and they've, as you said, they've got that balance of synths on there, yeah. just absolutely perfect. Um, the other thing I was like, I was had I tried different headphones when I was listening to this because I was like, is there bass on this album? Now I know that there's two of them. One guy's doing guitars, vocals, synths, and there's drums. But I, when I was listening, there were certain moments I was like, I think I can hear a bass on the album. Yeah. Um, it's very like placed subtly in the mix. It's not like out front at all. I might be wrong, but I felt like there was either bass or they maybe recorded another guitar with more kind of bottom end to give it's it. It's the mantar thing, isn't it? Where yeah. You're never exactly sure. You're convinced <laughs> when you listen to it, you're like, there's bass on that, and yeah. then. You, like, you then start questioning yourself <laughs> yeah, like, like, totally. like is there actually a bass or is that like an effects pedal I don't know what he's I know, doing I know um, I don't know. So, anyway, yeah. either way, it's, it sounds fucking awesome. Anyway, um, I, I love it's not lacking it. Let's put it that no, way. There's not. not a, there's not a hole in the middle of the no. songs where a bass should see. Definitely not. Um, and the the mastering from Brad, as always, that my cap legend, top notch legend. from Brad. Uh, yeah, this is like just for me to come to an end. Like this is a great release. Um, I, if you've heard any of their previous releases, you'll know that they don't really put out anything that's kind of substandard. Um, this for me definitely felt more more aggressive, more kind of riffy than uh, the, than the Ghost, which is as the title would suggest, it's a bit more ethereal, a bit more mm -hmm. kind of melodic. Um, I think the style they have on Pressure. Um, is is the sweet spot for me. I think this is where they really come into their own, and I really enjoyed that. Um, anything else you want to add, or uh, not really? I, I, I'm kind of with you on a lot of this, to be honest with you. The song lines didn't really bother me as much, right. um, but then I find myself craving these days shorter albums. Ah. Um, so to me, this was a, like a really satisfying listen because it's out in under forty minutes. Mm. And then it's very once again it's one of those albums that's very easy to spin again. There's nothing too complex, challenging, or bleak on here that you're like, mm -hmm. right, we're not touching that again today. <laughs> um, and, and, and I think I'd never heard of them before, so I think they're really, really, really good at what they do. And yes, you can probably easy liken them to like three or four different bands comfortably, but mm -hmm. I think they do enough of their own spin through the progressive elements they bring in. Mm -hmm. Which are like Mastodon are a progressive sludge band. Yeah. But this is like this couldn't occasionally a riff remains you or occasionally a vocal hook, but it's not mm. like that. They've they've went down the prog metal side of things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as as opposed to Mastodon, which 
tends to bring in more the prog rock side of things. Um, so yeah, I, I think this is great. I think that what one they're on the radar, two I couldn't be any more impressed now hearing all the details about them. But three and most importantly, it's a really fucking good album. Mm. So yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so the scoring for Radiant Knife's new album Pressure. Um, I was kind of kind of back and forth on this one. Um, I felt like it's one of those albums that, for me anyway, didn't quite fit into one score. I was like, parts of it I was like, are pushing, um, the kind of, the tracks that really landed for me were like pushing into a kind of higher score. And then there was other tracks I was like, yeah, this is a really good track, but it's maybe not as good as that one. So I was like trying to figure out where does this kind of sit overall um, is, the, is the question. Um, I think my gut's telling me four. I might regret it, but I'm going to go four out of five. What are you thinking? I don't have like you put yourself in weird quandaries, but you really do like find yourself debating yourself, almost master debating yourself, because um, <laughs> you debate. you are you are you're very good at what you do. Um, <laughs> to me, it was a four. I I really liked this. I thought it, it delivered so much. Mm. Um, and well, there's so many facets that you get from this band that you know are kind of almost untapped resources. Yeah. Um, and key above all of them is I think the songwriting's really good, and so is their imagination. So mm. I, you know, they're on the radar. I think this is a great sludge album, and I look forward to hearing what comes next. Yeah. And hopefully, if they are are want to leave the the the, the swamps of South Louisiana, um. You got Australian. I have no <laughs> idea what happened. Yeah. Uh, if, you know, I don't think they say Louisiana. I think we pronounce it too polite. I think Probably. we remove letters. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, if they, if they want to, to travel over to the non-sweaty area of Scotland and, yeah. uh, and play a little gig, we will be fucking at the back because we're old. But <laughs> we'll have our devil horns up and we will be saluting you um, and living vicariously through your chins. So, yeah. <laughs> Four. Four. Nice. Uh, so that is the new album from Radiant Knife. It's called Pressure and it's out on July 14th. Links below to the band, to the pre-order. Check it out. Let us know what you think in the comments below. That is a review. Thank you for checking it out. We'll be back with another review very soon. But until then, take care. Speak to you soon. Bye, everyone. <laughs>